Doug and Marty versus the World is sponsored and paid for by Marty McClendon, Doug Bassler, and EasyTVSpots.com. Round one, go. All righty then. We still have the ongoing debate, but I think we might have solved it today. Merry Christmas. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon. This is Doug and Marty versus the world. Merry Christmas. That's right. Merry it's Christmas. almost there, brother. A week. Brother, a week. A <laughs> that week. week till Christmas Eve. <laughs> I don't know. Our Christmas Eve show, I think, should be very special. So you and I need to, you know, offline, we need to get together, decide, you know, how we're going to decorate the studio, uh, what Christmas songs we're going to play. Um, if we're going to do like the candle lighting, right? I think we uh-huh. should do that. Maybe do the candlelight ceremony. Uh, you know, Christmas Eve is a very special time and I hope you guys and, uh, are going to have a, a wonderful time with your families and friends. And, um, you know, Christmas is amazing, brother. I got to tell you something. I got to tell you, uh, before we get into the news, I have to tell you, um, on Thursday morning, mm-hmm. okay. I had, I had a dream and I, I woke up from this dream and I felt so wonderful, but I was, I was at a, uh, in the dream, I was, there was a few other things that were going on, but at the end of the dream, I was in this big church, uh, like lawn, like a big green lawn. And we were having an event and there was like hundreds of teenagers coming to this event. And I was like, how many of you are, I'm, I'm on a microphone doing my youth pastor thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how many of you guys, the first time you've ever been to one of these and all these hands are going up. And I woke up right at that, at that moment. And I was so, uh, I don't know. I was just so energized. So what I did, I took my street church rig and I went down, uh, on uh Thursday afternoon at two ten at the, when the bell rings in front of Kent's largest high school, brother, Kent Meridian high school, And I set up and I started doing Christmas music right when these, I'm telling you, Marty, there were hundreds of teenagers coming out of school. It was exactly like that dream. And they they were dancing and they were worshiping with me. And I was like, how many of you know Jesus? And these black girls were like, we know him. We know him. (laughs) Brother. Right. You know, they said that the young men will see visions, the old men will dream dreams, but I saw a dream and a vision at the same time. And, you know, I just like, I mean, I was like, I don't know. I was messed up all day, brother. No, I love it. I love it. <laughs> you know, I I feel pumped up just hearing that. Think about this, right? How encouraging is that in this season? Because we, I think we get um, stressed out about, you know, getting ready for the celebration, right? And we forget about the reason for it. Right. It really is about the fact that there's a, a savior that came in human form, put on earth clothes, if you will, became fully human, paid the price for us so we could have eternal life with him, salvation and blessing and all these kids. You're right. And it says, right, that there's a whole generation that is looking for meaning, looking for truth. So what an encouragement, brother. Just, you know, God's encouraged you. You went and did something about it, right? You took faith, you took action. And look, look, now you've, <laughs> and it you've was increased, you've you know, increased and my faith, brother. It's stressful to do that. You know, yes. I don't just, you know, people think, oh, well, you're, you're wired different. No, my, I've told you about my wife's coffee cup before. She's got a coffee cup and it says, do it scared. I did mm-hmm. it scared. I didn't know. 
you know, I'm thinking now, what do I do if they don't like me? And they, you know, cause sometimes high school kids can attack you or whatever, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but there was such a sweet spirit there, brother. And it was, it wasn't, I, you know, it, it wasn't exactly like my dream, but it was exactly like my dream. You know, I wasn't on a mm-hmm. lawn. I was in a parking lot right? in an abandoned right. building right across the street. I, I, you know, it had all these no trespassing signs. And I thought, well, you know, if people are breaking windows and stealing stuff and whatever, I don't think I'm going to get any trouble for trespassing in this parking lot. Right. And I didn't. Nobody said anything. Cops drove by. Nobody bothered me. And it was a, it was a half, it was a half an hour, right? I was there 210 to, you know, 240 packed up and, you know, went went about my day. But, um, the fact that even if one child, one student, was touched. It was worth it. You know, Jesus said that he would leave the 99 and go after the mm-hmm. one, but it wasn't just one. It was hundreds. I looked up after I got back. Cause I thought there had to have been a thousand. I'm thinking there's a thousand kids there. And so I went back and I looked up on uh duck, duck go, which is my search engine of mm-hmm. choice. Cause I don't like to be tracked. Um, I don't care if they track me, brother, what are they going to find? I love Jesus, <laughs> <That's great. laughs> but there's over 2000 kids go to that high school, brother. Wow. It's the, it's the largest high school. One of the largest high schools in Washington. And so I didn't well, know that. I just happened yeah. to drive. It, it was weird. Okay. I guess you're, you're I was going to, yeah, I was, <laughs> I just happened to drive by there one day when school got out earlier in the week, like Monday or something, I drove by there and I'm like, Holy cow. Look at all these people, right? All these kids. And they were on the street, but I didn't do it then. And I, Lately, brother, I've been keeping street church in my pickup. I could do it any time. If I feel mm-hmm. like the Lord says pull over and do it here, I could do it. I'm set. The guitar's in there. Everything's good to go. Got the iPad. I'm good. But I didn't have the unction to do it. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes you've got to, ha- you know, and I said, Lord, you know, I don't want to go do this until you tell me to do it. But that dream gave me that unction. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And there's like sometimes mm-hmm. you just got to. You just have to do it. And and we have got to, as Christians, not reject that. When that thing comes on you and you know God's telling you to do something, you mm-hmm. still have a choice. He still gives us free will, man. We can do it or not do it. And I've just decided and trained myself over the few years of knowing him, especially on the discipline side of things, because mm-hmm. I've been able to reject his will for me. But I usually find that that is mm, uncomfortable. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, but it's uncomfortable to do it. Mm-hmm. How many times have I said, brother, how do you know if it's the will of God? If it doesn't scare you, it's probably not the will of God. <laughs> right. I saw a post along that line that says, choose your heart, right? Um, marriage is hard. Divorce is hard. Choose your heart, right? Obedience is hard, right? Disobedience is hard. Choose your heart. It's the, the idea here that, yeah, okay, it's going to be hard either way, but won't you do it God's way? Because the blessings in it, right? The, his will's in it. So and what I wanted to say earlier is I'm really, I love this fact because biblically it says be ready in season, right? Uh, you getting your truck ready to be able to do it anytime the Lord leads is being ready in season, but not going out and trying to force it or making it happen too. You know, waiting until God says, now you do it. It's, it's one of those things where you're ready. So you're prepped. It's like all of us and whatever we work, whatever it be uh, our, our faith, whatever it is to be ready to be ready in season to when God can use you and be usable, if, if you will. Can I, make and I love that more, how, how yeah. refreshing it is, but it wasn't forced. All too often we try to orchestrate these big deals where it's under our strength. That wasn't your strength. You had some prep work, but that was still an obedience. 
And then it was easy for you. And the reward was great because uh, you were obedient to his timing. I just love that. Yeah. And, you know, I love that saying, choose your hard. I yeah. just, I'm going to, brother, that was, that's like insight right there. Yeah. And, um, you know, we, we have an admonition from Jesus, actually not even an admonition, a commandment to take up our cross every day, daily, he said, mm-hmm. and uh, follow me. And so we are, um, you know, we've got to wonder, we've got to, you know, are we, you know, this is conviction time. Are mm-hmm. we doing it when he, when you have that thing mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and that thing could be just give a kind word to the cashier at the grocery store or whatever. Do you do it or could you do it? And, and then you train yourself as you, as you obey that unction, that thing, this, that, that feeling that you should do this thing right now, give this person five bucks, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then you do it and the person breaks down in tears or whatever, you know, something happens and they, um, uh, you know, there's obviously up. Oh, that was God. That's how you train yourself to mm-hmm. hear his voice. So I want to, I just want to make one more observation before we move on. And that is there was a, a group of three or four, five black girls. They were the first ones to respond. They were rocking out. I, I said, you know, I said, what do you love about Christmas? I mean, we like the tree. We like the presents. But the thing I like the most is that God loves us and he would send his son, not as a conquering king, but as a little baby born in a really bad situation in a, in a stable. Do you know him? And these black girls all like, we know him. And they were, it was like, they were free to be witnesses for Jesus because I was right. It it was like, Oh, I didn't know we could do this. The other kids that were really into what I was doing were Asian. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so, and then there was lots of like, you know, Muslim mess girls. There was a mosque actually not very far down the street from the school there that I drove by. I mean, literally like maybe two blocks from where I was. And, uh, you know, they were, maybe not responding, but they weren't like walking away fast. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It was like, mm-hmm. there's something about that sweet spirit of the Lord. And, you know, when you think about what the Democrats are trying to do, they're trying to divide us. America's racist. We're racist. We're racist. They, they drill that into us. And what breaks that is that the fact that I'm down there loving on them and they're mm-hmm. loving on me. And mm-hmm. this is not a, this wasn't a for, we're strangers, but the Christians were all like, we love you. And I'm like, and I love you. And that's, you know, that's the opposite of racism, brother. That ain't yeah, racism. Amen. amen. I, I, there was a lesson years ago. I'm, I'm sure you know um, Jack Hafer. He's probably, he's almost retired now, uh, part of Foursquare. Um, Nobody retires when they're in the ministry, well, I know. brother. You he's know he just amazing uh, man of God. He's a, he's a normal older guy, but, you know, he's had some great stories with the Lord. And for the longest time, he had like the second most watched TV program for um, preachers, right? Teachers, right? Uh, and he was talking about, though, the fact is when you love, when you draw close to Christ and you love your neighbor, you love the people around you, love the the, the people that are prostitutes or people that are businessmen or from all walks of life. And he goes, they 
their natural reaction is to draw close to you and you need to point them to Christ. He goes, it's a danger being uh, drawing close to God and being a pastor and that kind of stuff. He goes, always point them to God because the only, the only way you have love for others is because Christ is in you, right? And loves others and, it's, and they need to be drawn to him. It was interesting to be said that because that's it. When you love others, because God loved us, right? And this relationship we have with Christ, oftentimes then they want to reflect that love back to us. It's like, no, no. We both love the same Savior. That's why we're close together, worshiping God. Marriage is that way too. All too often, it could be um, the stronger the marriage, the stronger the, each one's close, drawing close to God. So it's pretty. It's, it's a caution for leaders not to take on to that adoration to themselves, right? But it's yeah. also one of those things where it's like, hey, point them to the Savior. You know, that's that's the coolest thing ever, right? Absolutely, brother. Well, and um, yeah. you know, the greatest commandment: love Him. Yep. Second grace commandment, love our neighbors. And so it's okay to love our neighbors, but yeah, we certainly don't want to receive the, you know, the adoration yeah. as you were saying. Well, it's, well, it's like we love them because of, of the Christ's love in, in us, right? Yeah. It's, we don't have the capacity in ourselves to do that. It is so, really, we're, so, we're selfish. Yeah. So <laughs> we, so let me just wrap up this segment yeah. of Doug and Marty versus the world and say, we've got a week. Don't waste this week to say Merry Christmas, to shake a hand, to give mm. a kind word, to be generous, to, to, you know, just share the love of God. This is, it's like the whole world is open to it right now. And, and just one of the things I've always loved about the Christmas season is it's just an excellent season to really uh, be a good neighbor, to be that, that, that good Samaritan, to be that person. And, you know, you all hear the songs, oh, I wish Christmas could be every day or wish it was Christmas time all year long and that kind of thing. Well, yeah, it can't be, but it is now. And you can do something today on this Saturday, the 17th of December, you could do something amazing. You could make a difference in somebody's life. And I think the reason that the Lord allowed me to go and do this with these high school kids. And, you know, as a, a guy who's youth pastor for over 30 years, you know, I have a heart for them and I want to see them successful. And I want to see, I, you know, I saw uh, something really awful before I was, when I was uh, circling around and getting my place to set up, I saw, a, you know, drug deals going down and I saw kids that were really, really you know, high on drugs. And it was, it, just, it was heartbreaking brother. Mm -hmm. And so that made me even more determined that I am going to go preach the gospel at this, this high school. And, and so, uh, but you know, don't miss this opportunity, you know, mm -hmm. and, and even, you know, between Christmas and new year, I mean the holiday season, but even right now, I would say that you've got a week you've got between now and Christmas Eve or Christmas day, to do something amazing. You know, one of the things uh, my uh, I used to do with my daughter, uh, my daughters, is I would take one of my daughters out to breakfast on mm -hmm. Christmas week, Christmas Eve, or, you know, whatever. And we would go somewhere and go to breakfast. And then I would let them see me give like a $50 tip mm -hmm. to the waitress, right? Just, and they'd be like, wow, dad. And I'm like, and you never seen a waitress or anybody smile so big when they get a $50 bill row. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and that was when the kids were younger. So 50 bucks was, you know, probably worth a lot more, 150 bucks right now. Right. Because right. With inflation right. and everything, but there's just something about that. And, and, you know, I didn't do that because I wanted 
my kids to think, oh, dad's great. I did it so that I could show my kids what generosity looks like. Like this, I don't even know this person. I never met that person before. She brought us our eggs and pancakes, right? And all of a sudden, boom, Merry Christmas. Here's a big old, you know, who knows? Mm -hmm. And it was always like, Lord, lead me to the right one. You know, the waitress that really needs, it has a bunch of kids or whatever, right? So, um, yeah, this is a, a great season you know, take advantage of it. Don't waste it. You got a week to go. Come on, do something. Hopefully your gifts are done. <laughs> I don't know about right. you, brother, but some I'm, last still buying, voters, yeah. I'm still Shoppers. buying gifts, brother. <laughs> Me too. We all are. It, it's interesting too, is, is you could be the answer to someone's prayers. You know, not that you're out trying to manufacture it, but as the Lord leads, someone's been praying. Yeah. And as we are the hands and feet, uh, will you be used by him? And even in small ways, like Doug says, whether it be giving money, whether it be helping out, whether it be volunteering, you don't have to think too hard about it. Just pray, pray and ask and uh, make yourself available. And it's amazing how God will use you. Well, an error on the side of overdoing it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't think right. you can. What's the saying? You can't outgive God. Yeah. You just can't. And think right. about it. What's he done for us? You know, this, this manger thing, that was only the beginning. This yep. thing wound up on a on an old rugged cross and in an empty tomb, brother, and in a glorious Amen, king brother. that's coming back. Mm-hmm. And and you know, and there's the other side of this. If you don't get this, you get something that's hot and terrible forever. And we don't want that for anybody, even Nancy Pelosi, brother. Even Nancy Pelosi, that's right. <laughs> so but she better repent because she couldn't it. <laughs> I know, I know, brother. I know. It, it's it's interesting too, because I'm in John, the book of John. And I'm in um, Revelation at the same time, obviously, which is also the Revelation. Well, you know, John never John. died, right? He's still well, walking it, around. There we go, right? We've heard this, right? <laughs> but I'm like, you know, there, it's funny because it's, I love the deity of Christ, you know, the whole bit. Mm-hmm. It's like very, very cool um, when you read it. It's obviously Matthew, Luke, Mark, and Luke, right? Are the, the Gospels and then, of course, into the New Testament. And I love the Old Testament as well, but it just recently, it's like, I love this idea that this passionate God, this all-powerful God, you know, um, just wants this relationship with us and walks with us. So I love the way this show started. But I'm going to switch a little bit to politics here. In the air or in the light or in the vein of a Christian charity, brother, uh, in this Christmas season, um, we know that those are that are on the other side that really typically do everything wrong, like our President Biden right now, right? Um, we, it's hard to find positive things to say about the president. Wouldn't you say most of the time it's, it's, it's hard to say things that are he's doing well or good for America, right? So... I will say this, there's an article that came out and get this brother, I, I wanna give credit where credit's due. It says, uh, they plan to invest $1.8 million, which is not a lot, uh, towards transforming digital spaces. And wait, sorry, back it up. Uh, they wanna spend 75 million to strengthen transparent, accountable and governance facilities to facilitate voter registration, constitutional form. And they go on to talk about transparent and accountable elections, okay? That sounds great, right? And then, of course, it goes on to say, but this is, unfortunately, though, brother, this is not in America. This is in Africa. So <laughs> <laughs> President Joe Biden is, is pledging $75 million to a, the African election integrity system, not the American one. I, I mean, <laughs> I, hate to, I hate to stick the pin in the balloon, brother, but, you know, think about the Defense of Marriage Act and, and yeah. respect no, know, for marriage. It's, they always name it the opposite. So what they're doing is they're taking Africa down and making it less transparent, more. 
and they just say the opposite. So, I mean, I hate a hundred percent. No, it was a tongue in cheek mostly, but if I was uh, them, I wouldn't take the money. And then it goes on to say <laughs> that president Biden, um, I say this loosely and the administration pledged 55 billion more to invest in Africa's infrastructure, agriculture, healthcare, security, meaning taking over Africa, obviously, in the yeah, same better us than the Chinese, but although we're probably worse than, I mean, we are the Chinese right now with, you know, President Biden. Yep. <sighs> well, crazy it's good to, stuff, brother. you know, we love <laughs> Africa, Lord, bless Africa. We ask you to do something for Africa, God, yes, and do Lord. it big. And, Open their um, eyes, Lord. Draw yeah, do it good. And, you know, let, wh- where is the church? You know, the church is... Um, uh, has a has a responsibility and a duty to be that charitable arm, to be that mission arm. And I'm, you know, I really feel that's the word for, you know, the Lord is giving me uh, mm-hmm. for 2023 is mission. We've got to stay on mission and we've got to have it. And this Matthew 28 thing is not optional. We are to go into all the world. We are to do this. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, 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 I herald back to the movie Johnny English, uh, uh-huh. which is a comedy movie from a few years back with Rowan Atkinson. And I can't remember if it was two or three, but at any rate, uh, in one of the sequels to Johnny English, they had a guy that was um, uh, going to impersonate the Archduke uh, of the Archbishop of Canterbury, who is the guy that crowns the king. And this guy was going to try to be the king and all this stuff. As the guy was putting on his disguise, he bends over and tattooed across his back right above his rear end. It said, Jesus is coming. Look busy. And I always, and it, that stayed in my head because that's right. Jesus is coming, not just look busy, but get busy. He right. is the boss. And he did tell us that we're to love our neighbor as ourselves. He told us to do these things. And this idea that we can sort of have Jesus as an accessory, wear him around our neck, have him on our coffee cup, but not obey him is not biblical. And so we had better figure it out. Now, are there differences of gifts and anointings and callings and things like that? Yes, absolutely. Some people are apostles or prophets or evangelists. There's pastors, there's teachers and things like that. So some people are like, yeah, they're supposed to be in the building equipping people, but Mm -hmm. everybody's supposed to be able to prophesy. Everybody's supposed to be able to do the work of an evangelist. Every, you know, see what I'm saying? There's mm-hmm. a, there's a, there's a, there's a university of universal, I say the word universality about all of the things that we can all do a part of it. Now there's going to be mm-hmm. expert evangelists, right? There's going to be people that really have the gift of healing, you know, like mm-hmm. say a, like a Benny Hinn or something like that, right? Where there was mm-hmm. a lot of miracles going on. And uh, even though Benny Hinn w- was weird, um, you know, you couldn't deny I was at a Benny Hinn meeting and I saw a person who was deaf get hearing and had better hearing than I did, which is not saying a lot because I played in rock bands, you know, for right, right, right. but, um, but I was like, okay, that's, that's legit. I saw this happen. So you can mm-hmm. say what you will about that dude, but Jesus healed this lady. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and her sister was there bawling her eyes out saying she couldn't hear nothing before and she can hear. And I'm like, okay, well, this is legit. Nobody, you know, nobody planted them. And I'm in a crowd of, you know, 10,000 people or whatever ushering for a Benny Hinn thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we get it. There's gifts and th- this and that, but what is your gift? And are you doing, well, just because I'm not that guy. Well, what, what are you, who are you and what have you been gifted to do? Because you'd better do it. Jesus is coming. Look busy. 
you know, think of Johnny English. Mm -hmm. <laughs> my, that, yeah. My wow. experience with this, Doug, it, it's interesting. There, there are certain people we know in our lives or come across that are, they have a special anointing, a training, if you will. They have a gift, if you will, in certain things, prophecy, uh, leadership, uh, healing, if you will. Um, but I also have seen people that aren't normally walking in that certain gift uh, that make themselves available. And if God wants to heal somebody, he'll use you if, if you are available. You know, we're vessels for the Holy Spirit. And so I, to your point, we're all able to, you know, to do prophesy, to, to lead, whatever, as we're a vessel for God, right? Now, we may have a specific uh, set of gifts a particular set of skills or experiences that were unique to a situation or community that God's called us to, whatever preaching, teaching, whatever it may be, but you're right. We can all be used in the moment. Let's say if we're the only person available that someone needs to be met with, be obedient, right? Give them dollars, give yeah. them, go talk to them, right? Just like we said earlier in the broadcast, right? Yeah. That, that unction to, you know, be nice, the unction to do something then. And as you, you know, what's the old saying, right? We've talked about before is, is God can't steer a parked car. So you right. just get moving right. and you, you, you begin to obey that. And the Lord's going to say, no, not that mm -hmm. and do this. And, you know, and, and he says in John, uh, my sheep know my voice mm -hmm. and another, they will not follow. So you train yourself to hear his voice by obeying his voice. Right. It's like, I Oh, the, I know the, I, that's got, you know, when yeah. I had that dream mm -hmm. on Thursday morning, I knew his voice and I, it, it came into me, dude. And I was like, I got to do this. There's no, you know, I had a lunch meeting that day. I'm like, I got a hard stop because I have an appointment at a high school mm -hmm. and I was there and I was at that appointment and I was like, Lord, do you really want me to do this? And guess what? When I prayed that silence, mm -hmm. you know why? Mm -hmm. Cause I already told you, Yep. I yep. ain't going to tell you again, Doug, you just obey me. I'm like, right. okay. I'm like, yep. I, I laughed. I thought, why am I, I don't need to put a fleece out. I'm here. I'm setting these speakers up. I'm firing up this generator. I'm putting this mic stand down. I got this brother. I had, uh, when this whole Christmas thing hit me, I had this idea. It usually takes me like a half an hour to set up street church. Mm -hmm. And I said, Lord, I need to get this down to 10 minutes. And, um, just for convenience sake. And so I can drop it and just be this, like, you know, almost like a flash mob, right? Christmas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Lord said, well, design it. And so I took my iPad and I have that pencil and I drew out, okay, if I did this and this and this with the wires and if I put the, if I got another case and I put the microphone here and my little foot pedal for my guitar. And so I designed it out and then I went and found the, the, the extra uh, case that I needed and I put it together and it took me a while, you know, it took me like an hour here in my garage, you know, kind of like wiring everything. And so yesterday I went out and I looked at my watch and dude, it was 10 minutes. I was nice. up, ready to go, guitar tuned, everything ready to go, downbeat, 10 minutes. Guess how long it took me to put it away? 10, Ten minutes. minutes. There we go. And I'm like, okay, Lord, you, see, we need to pray. Mm -hmm. Lord, I need, you know, if you're going to do this, Lord, help me. And the Lord's like, and he put that in me. You need to be able to do this. Drop and run, pick up and go. Mm -hmm. Do it again. You know, if, if I can do it in 10 minutes, I could probably do three of those a day. Right. Because I could move around because mm -hmm. it's in, when it's a half an hour and you got to lift and you got to do all this stuff, it's, it becomes a hassle and you, and you get a roadblock in your brain. Yep. Like, okay. hundred percent. Right. So, Make it easy. Be ready in season. You're equipped. I love it. You mentioned something earlier about this, uh, a parked car. 
this is interesting too, because it's a lesson I teach a lot of my agents, my kids as well, is make a decision, right? And indecision is a decision not to move, right? You get stymied. People get the paralysis of analysis all the time. You know, a bad decision is a learning experience, but you still made one. It's much easier to change directions than it is to get started again. It's called the law of inertia. And so people like when they're buying a house or selling a house or, or raising kids or doing whatever, going out, stepping out uh, in, in faith or in, you know, to do something, do it, just do it. Right. Pray, obviously, but don't overdo it. You know, don't like freeze with indecision, make it. And then of course, all right, that was wrong. I'll go this way. Or that was not the best decision. I'm, I'm going this way now, but you're in motion. I love that. So, well, yeah. and the other thing is where, where do you get your approval? Mm-hmm. Right. Because there's uh, oftentimes when I do street church or, or whatever, um, there is a backlash. And the devil will come and say, well, that didn't do any good or you're, Mm -hmm. you know, you messed up or you offended those people or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you have to go to the Lord and go, Lord, what do you think? Mm -hmm. Right. And you have to be able to hear the well done from God yourself. Mm -hmm. And um, and this is something that. I learned the hard way, you know, because I uh, was able to before I started to get involved in the church world. uh, I was discipled by the Lord himself because I was this traveling musician. And so I was, you know, not really going to church. But what I was doing was I was praying and reading my Bible every day. And I was learning how to hear the voice of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, and I was learning the Bible. And so then when I started going to church and all the Pharisees and the Sadducees, you see the, the Pharisees are not fair, you see, and the Sadducees yeah. are sad, you see. And um, I've never they, heard that before. I love that. They, <laughs> they, they would, you know, come and say, well, you've got to do this and you got to do that. And I'm like, that's in the Bible. And they're like, didn't you just start coming to church? And I'm like, yeah, but I've been reading the Bible for four years. So, right. you know, we've got to be able to hear the voice of the Lord ourselves, And we've got to be able, when you get, when God points that stuff out to you in your Bible reading, confront it. And then you start to get your approval, not from men, but from God. And I'll tell you, I've known a lot of godly pastors mm-hmm. that have fired me from being youth pastor or whatever, or kick me out or run me off. And when I confronted them directly, they know I'm hearing from God. They know I'm obeying God, but they're worried about their job. In other words, they're hirelings. Yep, and I remember this one, this, yep. uh, I had a job once and this uh, pastor was like, you know, nah, 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 this and this and this. And I looked at him and I said, I am not a hireling. Now I had a job there. I had a salary. I wasn't mm-hmm. a full-time youth pastor and he started gnashing his teeth. I mean, really just like, it was like his wheels hireling. He starts pacing back and forth. He gets, he got really, really angry. And it wasn't like a day or two later. I just packed up my stuff and left. Cause I'm like, I'm not putting up with this. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought this, you know, I thought this any rate brother, yes, obviously yeah. I was poking something because when I said hireling, he went ballistic. Yep. And, and when they do that, Hopefully they can change, mm-hmm. you know, but will they, it's easier to get rid of the irritant me, mm-hmm. you, whoever, than to change. And, um, but over the course of time, you know, uh, the Lord has allowed me to be on the radio with you mm-hmm. and to, you know, I've been doing radio since 1990. That's a long time, brother. And, I used to, and I, in 1991 or something, I got fired from this church and I had all these problems and, um, and these pastors are coming against me and stuff. And the Lord says, what are you, what are you so upset about? You preach to more people 
on a Friday night mm-hmm. at midnight than they do in, in a whole year. It's like, look, I've given you, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, Lord, I'm sorry. Why, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know, these guys got their little con- right? congregation of 150 or whatever, right? 200, 300, right. whatever. And you get on the radio and you're reaching thousands mm-hmm. or TV or whatever, right? I had a, I had a, a, a program on TBN for several years, you know, reaching millions of people. And, you know, and I don't say that to brag. I just say that to say that was the Lord. I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, the Lord said, you're going to do this. You're going to have a, a, a TV show. And I'm like, okay, and I do it once a month. He's like, no, you're going to do it every week. And then when the opportunity came to, to be on TBN, they go, how quick can you get me 14 shows? And I go, I already have 14 shows because the Lord made me do it every week. And so I sent them and they're just like, okay, you're on worldwide around the world, brother. That's awesome. That is what happens when you obey. You have to obey God or you don't get that. I I love this too. Remember how um, um, Peter's in a boat and um, Jesus is walking on the water, right? And uh, Peter wants to walk on the water. So he's like, come, right? And then Peter took his eyes off of Jesus and looked at the water, started to drown, got scared, right? The whole idea. And Jesus kind of um, said, chastise him a little bit. Hey, you have little faith, right? Hold on, right? And you think about this, right? God gives us platforms, you know, that scares the snot out of us, right? But if we're obedient like this, he gave you a platform that's worldwide, right? And I know from personal experience, when you take your eyes off of Jesus and start looking at the platform you're on, that's when you get in trouble, brother. You know, I'm I'm talking politically, I'm talking whatever. It's like, it's not about the platform. It's about where he can use you the most, whether it be the radio, the TV, um, where what, a lot of times we have friends, we have friends that are, that are amazing uh, men and women of God, but get focused too much on how big the, the, the crowd is or how big the event is. I go, that's not the point. You can, you can say, God, this is cool. This is very cool. I'm a part of this because you did this, right? And give him all the glory. But it's it's not focusing on that. It's focusing on, Lord, little things and big things. I want to be the same person. Uh, use me wherever you want me to use. Yeah, he's right? faithful in, in yeah. the little things will be faithful in much. And he was unfaithful in little mm-hmm. things will be unfaithful in much, right? So mm-hmm. that's, um, you know, that's convicting, and we need to we need to you know think about that stuff. I, I think really what it comes down to, brother, is do you know the Lord? Mm-hmm. Do you know Him? Is He able to convict you? Is He able to you know steer your car as you're moving? Because guess what, we're all moving anyway. Mm-hmm. We you know we're just moving. We might be moving in the wrong direction, or we might mm-hmm. you know selfishness kills us. It absolutely kills us, and we think, okay, well I'm a mom and stuff like that. Well, that's your ministry. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Taking care of those kids. I'm a dad. I'm, I have to work. Yeah. We all have to work. Paul had to work. We had to work. Jesus, Jesus worked. He said, my father's always working. I'm working. Okay. So we work, but that's our ministry. Lord, how can I serve you in this? Have you taken the time to connect with God? Have you taken the time to, to figure out and, and it's, here's, here's how it all started brother for me, Lord, send me today. Use me today. Mm -hmm. A simple thing to add on to my prayer at the morning, Lord, you know, I'm yours today. And mm-hmm. you just find yourself. I, I just find myself in these situations where I'm witnessing. And it's not mm-hmm. like this, you know, you need to get saved or whatever. It's just like, hey, the Lord is good or whatever. And all of a sudden you find yourself saying things that you probably wouldn't have said to that person. Mm-hmm. And they're nodding and they're they're drawn. And you're like, wow, this is the answer to the prayer this morning. God's using me in this interaction and business or wherever I am, right? Mm-hmm. At the store or uh, who knows? So, um there's a lot of ability for God to deploy us and use us, 
but we've got to be willing. You know, he said, <clears throat> if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land, right? Mm-hmm. That's in the Bible. Mm-hmm. So you got to be willing. And then when it happens, you got to be obedient. And like my wife's coffee cup said, it's not scripture, brother, but do, do it, it scared. scared. <laughs> do it scared. A hundred percent. Yeah. You know, I want to shift gears because um, I am very stirred up and I'm very agitated about uh, what Tucker Carlson said earlier this week, brother. He said there is absolute irrefutable proof the CIA was involved in the assassination of JFK. Um, That is so stunning. So I've always suspected that President Johnson had, you know, because there's some mm-hmm. quotes and things like that before the assassin. I'm not going to have the Kennedys not going to kick me around anymore and all this stuff that he had said that's about to end or whatever. And so we always right. knew that that Johnson was probably involved somehow. The guy mm-hmm. was a piece of work. Well, it's and, also um, put the Johnson Amendment against churches. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so um, but uh, what Tucker said was you know there the word cons- the the phrase conspiracy theory did not come into use until 1964 and it was connected with the Kennedy assassination because there's a lot of people that said this is weird Kennedy was highly popular Kennedy was very active he had taken um uh the previous president um uh Eisenhower's advice mm-hmm. against that beware of the industrial you know Mm-hmm. complex whatever the military industrial complex right 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 and uh, and then bobby kennedy was in there as um uh, attorney general and he was taking action against the the, the gangs uh, the the mafia whatever the Mob, organized yeah. crime yeah and um so they were really making changes and mm-hmm. uh and they were strong against russia and strong you know they had the cuban mm-hmm. missile crisis and all that stuff and got got russia to back down and all this stuff and so uh, that that a government agency <clears throat> would remove a president, and that's what we just saw with the with the FBI, et cetera, uh, messing with Twitter, Facebook, mm-hmm. all this stuff. They 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 didn't assassinate Donald Trump, and that's the grace of God because mm-hmm. they want to. They don't love him; they hate him, mm-hmm. and and so because of what he stands for, it's not just him. They loved him before. For us, look yeah. what happened yeah. to gas prices. Look what happened to the economy. Look what yeah. happened to our relationship with China. Look what happened. Everything he did was good for America yep. and he did it fast and he was able to do it. And, you know, they it's like we have this facade of elections, mm-hmm. but they still obviously control them. We see and, in Arizona. Yeah, we see a national election, whatever. Correct. They to, and right. they yeah. he broke the algorithm because it was mm-hmm. so overwhelmingly him. They could. You know, that's why Clinton was so shocked because we this thing was in the bag because mm-hmm. it's, you know, we get. You know, as as long as we get forty seven percent to like us, we got the six the the other six percent or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, um, so this stuff is um, it's out in the open, and you know, I think I guess the reason, uh, you know, I've always had a fascination with the the Kennedy assassination because it happened on my fifth birthday when I was a five year old, mm. and so I've okay. always, you know, every year on my birthday they talk about the Kennedy thing, right? Right. And for years and years. I actually went to Dallas. I've been to the grassy knoll. I've been all, I've been all of that whole thing over there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, and I've really studied this and I'm like, yeah, this is Johnson was involved, but you know, that, you know, Lee Harvey Oswald had this connection with the CIA and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so um, this, um, the thing that was okay, or the thing that made it like reasonable was there was always reasonable doubt. 
mm-hmm. right? There was always right. reasonable doubt, but now right. there's no doubt. Well, and apparently the National Archive released most of those, like thousands and thousands of records. And of course, Tucker's referring to that, but there were still some that Biden still kept sealed. And so you, it feels like- and it's methods and whatever, right? But that's right. because the methods and stuff they're talking about is controlling American public. Exactly right. Exactly right. So even sixty years later, I know you're fired up. This is this is a a um, huge thing, but it's not something that's stopped. Then it's been ongoing. And to that's your point, the problem. It's the yeah. root. It's a root. This of is it. the root. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so when you have the FBI, the CIA, these most powerful agencies in the world of intelligence turned against us. Yes, which is why I brought back that story earlier about Biden promising $55 billion to Africa and, of course, talking about elections and voter registration, because that's on the heels of the Biden administration and the left giving $55 billion to Ukraine, right, under this whatever they call it, and the FTX and the, the whole money laundering thing where money came back to Democrat campaigns, right? They're setting up the same thing in Hundreds Africa. Of you know, um, yeah, right. But fifty-five billion, though, to both countries are talking about one hundred and ten billion. You know, that's why our, our national debt so much. But this is what does, I'm saying. Does Biden have that money, or is he taking that money from you and me, brother? He's borrowing it from China, and and then we're paying for it with interest. Right. This is where I'm going with this: giving our money, taxpayer money, to other countries, or to, by the way, they don't have the constitutional right to give our money away. It's not charity to give money to other countries that isn't yours. Charity, and of course, I mentioned this last week, I believe, but uh, Davy Crockett was talking about when he was in Congress back in the 1800s and said, look, we don't have the right constitutionally as Congress to give money we don't have, especially borrow money that we don't have uh, to pay interest on it. That's not charity. We can give from our own pockets, but we don't see the politicians doing that. We don't see the Biden administration doing that. We see them taking our money and, and we see this in the left, too, in Washington State, brother, where they tax and spend money that isn't theirs and call it charity or doing public, whatever it may be. This Jay is Inslee all a wants to give, screen. Yeah. yeah, and Jay Inslee's now come out and said he wants to provide health care to undocumented people, illegal immigrants, if you will. I'm like, well, why don't you pay my health care? I am a citizen. Mm-hmm. I live here. I paid those taxes. Pay my health care. Exactly I don't, right. I don't want them to do that because I don't nope. want universal health care. But I'm just saying, it's not, them- how fair is that? Yeah. If Jay Inslee wants to uh, pay for legal immigrants health care, he can do so out of his own paycheck, but right. he doesn't but he have has the no right, right to do so out of our paychecks. And that's a forced at the point of a gun is what you're talking about, where they're taking our money and then giving it away for their gain. It's not about charity. It's not about giving. It's not compassionate. Yeah, whether it be to allow people to shoot them, um, shoot up drugs in the streets of Seattle, it's not compassionate uh, to allow the border to be open uh, and to people to be. Um, yeah, if I if I have a family member and, that's yeah. that's hooked on drugs, and I thought, okay, well, here's what I'm going to do: I'm going to get him an REI tent, I'm going to give him clean needles and a safe place to shoot up in the backyard. That's not compassion. You're killing your family member. So, guess what? These people are members of our family. The family of, of God, right? The family of men. And, uh, you know, people, what are we going to do about the homeless thing? And I'm like, get them off the street. And I heard, uh, famously heard them say, we can't arrest our way out of this. And Keith Swank replied, we haven't tried. Why don't we give it a shot? Yeah, exactly. Nothing else has worked, right? But that's not we their used, intention. Actually, we used to arrest our way yes. out of it. Because yes, if they refuse to go 
to treatment, they would end up in jail, which made them also get clean and dry for a few days. And then their brain cleared out and they went, hey, maybe I, I like this. I can think, could I go to rehab? And then they do that in lieu of going to federal prison where or whatever prison where they would also get dried out. Right. So um, there was a lot. Of, there are many, uh, probably millions of testimonies of people who were arrested and who got clean and thank the police for, you know, at first they didn't like it, but thank that, that police officer that saved their life, saved yes. Yes. their life. There's one story I wanted to bring up th- this week. I know um, I want you to comment on it. You may not have seen it, but it, when our listening audience gets a chance uh, and of course, what do you like Glenn Beck or not? He had a program on Wednesday where he was talking about Planned Parenthood. It was a document that uh, a a memo from Planned Parenthood, a part of the planning thing about population control in 1960, 65, 66, around there. Um, Check it out. It's an episode, but he was talking about line item by line item where um, Planned Parenthood was a, you know, the group of people that were um, basically eugenists. They want to reduce the population because world population is getting too much. So we have to reduce that. So they are pushing contraception as the first line of reducing population. The second one was abortions. The backup plan was abortions, you know, to reduce population and then targeting certain um, ethnic groups and mostly black and, and the poor specifically. Then it goes on to um, redefining marriage brother. Then it goes on to um, uh breaking up the nuclear family. Then it goes on the line by line by line is you look around us right today. This is the left's agenda and has been, and is all laid out in this policy sort of like future goals of Planned Parenthood. That's why they're so embedded with this. And, and Glenn Beck ended his show. And I'm saying this too, is he goes, ultimately this is evil. This, this is pure evil, but this is an orchestrated plan that's why they're, they attack the family so much. That's why they attack Christianity so much. That's why they attack so our values so much because we, we get weakened that way, separated the way, divided along race line, divided along um, poverty lines. And we have this whole group, whether it be the World Economic Forum, we have Bill Gates, all dedicated and built around this idea of population control. And of course, the, you know, the whole uh, pandemic and the vaccines is all tied to that. The idea of reducing population, somehow this man-made thing. Um, and where what, what's God's first command, brother? Right? In the Bible. Be fruitful right? and multiply. Be fruitful and multiply. So the opposite of that yeah. comes from the pits of hell is to not be fruitful, not multiply, to diminish in numbers, why? So they can control this, right? So there's so much resources. There's so much land. Drive, you know, drive from Seattle to Spokane. How much land do you see, right? Drive mm-hmm. from from uh, Idaho to Wyoming, you know. And how much land is there? There's lots of land. Drive there's across Texas or, or Nevada. There's <laughs> lots of water. There's lots of air. There's lots of agriculture. There's there's minerals. You know, um, they actually believe now. I don't know if you heard that but these uh these deposits of oil they're not fossil fuels they're not dinosaurs yes. god put them there that god that that fuel is there it's like coal right it's there it's oil it's there it you is, know, is it that, is that, not those, fossil. those yeah. yeah those you know um you know crude oil and coal and everything are not the destruction of the earth they're the salvation of yes. the earth because they are relatively clean and uh, and we've gotten so much better at burning. You know, I mean, they, they don't even have emissions tests yes. in Washington State anymore because yep. there's because the cars are clean. 
On yeah. that point too, not only is it readily available in non um, sort of fossil fuels, it's actually natural producing. The earth is producing more every day, every year we get, there's more being created in under the crest. So it's, it's a, a supply that's increasing brother. So, I heard a, uh, yeah. I heard a, 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 a person, uh, his name, Bill Boyce. He ran for uh, state Senate here in um, uh, my district, 47th district uh, at a meeting the other night, we had a Christmas party for our district and uh, he got up and he nice. said, you know, he said, you know, I've lost this battle, but we haven't lost the war guys and we're going to win. And, and uh, you know, he's a, he's a black guy. Uh-huh. And he says, you know, we've got to change this because we believe the government should serve the people. And right now, the Democrats believe that the people should serve the government. They're doing mm-hmm. stuff. The government is doing stuff to to um, for its its interest to expand its power and, and its interest. And Republicans and conservatives, we believe that the government is to help uh, secure our rights and to secure our prosperity and to secure the blessings of liberty. That's that's what our foundational DNA is and thank God for guys like Rick green that have Patriot Academy and these other things where we can learn this stuff. And we, you know, we need to get Rick on here again. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping to see Rick tonight or tomorrow. I'm going to be in Phoenix at America fest and brother, I'm sorry you can't be there, but we'll hopefully we'll get some good interviews and I can tell you what a great time I had and you can, you know, I can feel bad. Yeah. You can rue the day. (laughs) You didn't take advantage of your press pass. Um, but I'll be going down there with, um, a couple of friends and um, but we, you know, we have this and, you know, one of the things about street church or what I did this last week is we have the right to do it, but if we don't do it, we don't have it. And mm-hmm. so that's the, that that's what the Lord has been putting in me. We talk about freedom of religion, freedom of speech and all these different things, but if we don't do it and if they're able to scare us with cancel culture, BLM, Antifa or whatever out of that, um, then we don't have it. And that's how they control the people rather is with fear. It's like, what's the deal with all the fear, right? The mm-hmm. masks and you got to get this. And then they try to pressure you. Like you can't have a job. You can't buy or sell or whatever, mm-hmm. right? This is revelation 13 stuff. And we, of course we've talked about this, you know, ad infinitum, but, mm-hmm. um, these things matter. And I think if you listen to Doug and Marty versus the world, you're probably cut from a different cloth. I think you're probably cut from a Patriot cloth, a Christian cloth. You know, it was because of Christians that America is what it is. You know, I'm reading in Romans at the end of Romans and Paul is saying, greet this person and greet that person. Dude, 70% of those people that were apostles and doing ministry were women. Mm -hmm. They were women. It was the Bible. That set women free. Does does Islam set women free or does it enslave them, brother? Enslave them, brother. Right? Yeah. yeah. And and does sin set you free? You know, I'm no. free. You know, you hate me. I loved uh I listened to Jesse Duplantis this week. He was on Flashpoint. I love him. <laughs> and he said, No, you you're that's hate speech. It's not it's not hate speech, it's honest speech. Uh-huh. You know, it's a different H. It's honesty. Yeah. I'm telling you the truth because whether you believe it or not, you're gonna stand before God. You're mm-hmm. gonna give an account of your life. And that's not hate. It's not hate to say, oh, you know, go play in the freeway. You know, go touch the red glowy thing on the stove. You know, that's not hate. That's love that keeps you from doing that stuff. And uh, unfortunately, if you give a child puberty blockers or you remove their breasts or you castrate them uh, and you permanently damage them, you can't go back. And Mm -hmm. how much. And so now we're hearing story after story after story. It's like it's inundated the regret people have for this mm-hmm. these transitioning things 
and that that saying you should not do this to kids because they don't even have the you know it, a lot of these people are like well at least I was in my twenties right so I realized I made a poor choice but now we're doing it people who do not have the cognitive ability you know you can't get a tattoo right until right. you're eighteen yep you can't yep. buy cigarettes till you're twenty one you can't buy a gun till you're twenty one but you right. can shoot your genitals yep, you off. Can- you can choose your gender, at right? At 13, at 12. Right. So I want to give um, a shout out because that reminds me of what you did today um, on Thursday. Um, but when I saw this, I go, you know, it's almost like you want um, the old thing, like you slap your head and say, I could have had a V8, the old commercials, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. The whole idea here is Kirk Cameron. Kirk Cameron's a friend of Rick Green's. You know, we love to have him on the show as well. Been around forever. Um he went out there, started doing Christian story hours in public libraries, right? Yeah. You know, and think about this because in in contrast to the drag queen story hours, which we've been fighting against. And what hit me about this, yes, the libraries rejected him and, and have banned Kirk Cameron from reading Christian books at a library, but they'll allow tra- the uh, drag queen story hours and whatever, right? You yeah, know their agenda, right? That's a lawsuit. It's, it's a lawsuit, right? Which, sure. But- the fact that he said, hey, instead of like um, fighting against this, you know, if I don't do this, don't let drag queens talk to our kids, it's wrong, which it is. The counterpoint, which is much stronger, go show them their hypocrisy. Go try to uh, reach them with Christ, like uh, being positive, and they shut you down. Then you have the grounds to say this isn't fair. Right, they discriminated against me. Yeah, they discriminated against me based on my faith, my religion, whatever it may be. These kids, and I think, this is what we have to do, brother. When these they're doing this, we have to do the opposite and say, this is God's will. This is the right way and show them. And I thought that was really cool. It reminded me of you. That's something you would do. Hey, let's just, okay, yes, it's wrong. Let's do the opposite. Let's go to these libraries and read Christian stories to them. Come on. Where they're wrong, confront and do the right thing. I, mm-hmm. I believe that, you know, the word I got back in 2020, uh, March of 2020, when all this stuff really started to accelerate and and see what they're doing. We've talked about this. They don't give up power easily. You give it to them. Mm-hmm. They don't give it back. Uh, you know, what's going on in China now, now with the white paper uh, protests and all these different things. Um, you have to take it back. You have to force mm-hmm. it back. But now they're trying to bring back masks. They're trying to bring back ma- uh, vaccine mandates. They're trying to bring it back. They love having control. Um, these types of things. That's why you don't, be controlled. You know, we have to trust God. God said, I'll never leave you. I'll never fail you. I'll never forsake you. If you believe in me, I'll feed you. I'll clothe you. I'll take care of you. He who believes in me will never, uh, you know, never hunger, never thirst. And uh, what's he talking about? He's talking about his ability to take care of his people. And, uh, you know, it's a different kingdom. It's a different mindset. And one of the things about uh, Revelation, the book of Revelation, you know, a lot of people take it as, as really horrific and terrible and all that, is throughout Revelation, there's a ton of worship going on. There's a victorious church. There's an innumerable multitude, it says, that had the victory over the mark of the beast and his image, an innumerable multitude, brother, that mm-hmm. came through the Great Tribulation victorious. Amen, you know, we look at Amen. that, oh, we're scared. You know, Stop being afraid. Where does it, what does it say in the Bible? 365 times, brother. Fear, Fear not. not. Brother. Fear 365 not. times in the Bible. That means every day. <laughs> it's an admonition cannot... to fear not, right? Because fear is the opposite of faith. He says, have faith, walk in faith, 
Um, Hebrews 11, brother, the faith, the faith um, chapter. Well, the what old we joke, do? the old joke was, I know worrying works because 97% of the things I worry about never happen. So, uh, <laughs> okay, so, it must be, so it must be working. No, it's because it, because you're, you know, the devil's trying to get us to worry about things that, um, because it takes us off of whenever you're, uh, whenever you have the, you know, like you said, the paralysis of analysis or the fear, you know, sometimes you just got to go. You know, there's a, you know, I'm looking at, uh, you know, motorcycle riding. I love dirt bike riding. And sometimes you look at that hill and you're thinking, I don't know if I'm going to make that hill or whatever. You just go. And if you go and let the bike, the bike do what it's supposed to do. And you just do what you've been, you know, cause you have muscle memory when you ride a motor, mm-hmm. you, you ride motorcycles, you know, you get mm-hmm. muscle memory and you get up the hill and you go, what was I worried about? That was nothing. Right. right? <laughs> so that's the same with serving God. And I'll t- I told my wife, I said, you know, I got more adrenaline off of being at that high school than I ever got off my dirt bike. And that's saying something, brother. That is Hey, it's Doug and Marty versus the world. We're so glad you listened. Don't forget, you can go to DougAndMarty.com. You can connect with us. Listen to episodes if we ever get them up there. Uh, past episodes. We hope you have the merriest Christmas ever. We'll talk to you on Christmas Eve. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty Burst of World. God bless. Have a great week.